Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. After more than 70 years in broadcasting, Ronaldo Maria Cadero, better known as Uncle Ray, is hanging up his DJ headphones and heading into retirement at the age of 96. What a legacy. When Uncle Ray started in broadcasting at Rediffusion, George VI was still on the British throne. Mao Zedong's communists had just taken over China. In this week's programme, I salute Uncle Ray as I talk with a few people who have loved his programme for decades. When I was first listening to Uncle Ray's programme, that must be in the mid-60s when I was 10, 11. Or performed with him. Oh, we should go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Leung Weixing lives in Fife, Scotland, and is a retired Marine police officer who first started listening to Uncle Ray at the age of 11. We miss him since 7 or 8 December last year. Suddenly he went off air. The friends here are a bit concerned because, uh, you know, the pandemic thing. Earlier the month when we heard that, oh, he's now back on uh, air again, we were so happy. But the thing is, his last week, we suddenly things like very good friend uh, is leaving, and that we suddenly we realize uh, we'll miss him for good. I mean, in this very long-lasting life program, all the way we free, we miss him. Yeah. Well, we got a, a couple of uh, ex-officers in Glasgow. I myself in Fife, and here we have uh, quite a number of uh, ex-colleagues. We get together quite frequently, and this program, All the Way with Ray, is one of the topics when we have a get-together. Now tell me, you, you uh, in the 1960s, were you first yes. listening to Uncle Ray? And if I can, can I ask you how old you are? <laughs> 65. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, oh, so, let's do the maths. <laughs> so were you at school yeah. or at college? or When I was first listening to Uncle Ray's program, that must be in the mid-60s when I was 10, 11. And uh, there's not yet uh, all the way with Ray, but oh, no. uh, other program that's called From Me to You. So that's uh, when I started uh, first started listening to Uncle Ray's uh, uh, broadcast. Yeah, of course. That's in mid mid 60s yeah yeah so okay. in as you say in the mid 1960s when you're about 10 or 11 and then as a teenager yeah. you're starting to listen to all the way with ray as of 1970 because of course it's just over yeah so yeah. it's about that's, 51 that's, years old yeah that's when you know uh, i just entered into a secondary school and so happened i went to a boys school in Wan chai and uh well, when you have to go out to other girls' uh, uh, schools to make friends, you know, make friends, you ought to know some in things. 
Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's uh, uh, and also at night time when uh, the siblings or parents they all went to bed, that is the only time that you can uh, have the radio all by yourself. You know, and that definitely helped me in the knowing the uh, music arena. You know. Both uh, Hong Kong and uh, and the foreign uh, groups, especially. Now, with all yes, all the way with Ray, of course, you'd have this mix, wouldn't you, of uh, you know international stars coming in, like you know, like Cliff Richard, um, Frank Sinatra. He That's played right. a whole variety yeah. on his four-hour yeah. show. But uh, yeah. um, what appeals to you? What sort of what yeah. sort of music do you like? Firstly, uh, of course, in the sixties, is the Beatles and. Uh, all this before I know the language, I know the songs, okay, without any songbook, uh, uh, I still remember what, what they're saying, but of course I don't know the meaning. And then there came uh, Peter, Paul and Mary and uh, Brothers Four, I think. Again, in the secondary school time, when you go variety show in uh, other schools, you have to know some of these uh, folk songs or college things at our time. So there came the folk songs and uh, and then local groups. In the school, I got a schoolmate who played with uh, Joe Chen, you know Joe Chen? Yeah. In this group called Menace. So one of the guitar players is from uh, my school. So again, let us to you not know, get into playing guitar, things like that. Oh, did you play yeah. guitar? Yeah, yeah still, <laughs> but not good. <laughs> I, I have no talent, but I, I just love playing, you know. So yes, I mean, Uncle Ray had a lot to do with, I mean, particularly 60s going into 70s, helping these young bands to get a, a wider listenership. Yeah, because you no, know, at that time uh, the local groups they we we all know Uncle Ray as we call him the Godfather of the Hong Kong music arena. He helped these groups like the Lotus, uh, Teddy Robin, the Playboys, and the Mystics. You know, uh, Anderson Nelson. It's all well in a way because of Uncle Ray's helping. Should I use this word that make that actually made the scene of the local groups I mean pop group. He quite deservedly having this name uh, Godfather of the Hong Kong music arena. I've joined the uh, Merchant Navy in the 70s. I missed the program. That's when I really missed the program in that six, seven years. And uh, occasionally, my family, you know, dubbed from the live broadcast into cassette tapes and sent that to me. That, that uh, uh, six, seven years absence from Hong Kong, I started to realize that uh, Uncle Ray, Ray Cadero is someone in my heart. When I listen to these cassette tapes, sent from home. Oh, lovely. So you're then in the Merchant Navy, listening to yes. Ray, Ray Cadero on cassette tapes. And yes. uh, did you return to Hong Kong after that? Yeah, I returned to Hong Kong and joined the police. <laughs> yes. After the seven years. Oh, uh, about this uh, cassette tapes, you know. In my school days, when I listened to the program, or the way with Ray, I always say, oh, Please shut up, let me listen to the songs. <laughs> but when I'm at sea, 
when I'm at sea, yeah, listen, when I'm at sea, when I get uh, the voice of Uncle Ray from these cassette tapes, oh, I just love it, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, as you say, a bit of home. Uncle Ray, in addition to um, doing his radio programmes, was also, you know, playing drums in various bands. And um, we're, we're not doing very well, but we'd love to track a, a dusty reel-to-reel of Uncle Ray playing in a band. That would be just a, a wonderful treasure to find. But, you know, it's interesting, as you say, that he really is part of the fabric of Hong Kong. He's a Hong Kong treasure. Um, right, yes, and there's, yes, a, and, and there's yes. a lot of there's a lot of people who also, and particularly taxi drivers who I meet, who, who say that uh, oh. Uncle Ray taught them English. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it, well, I must say I'm one of them. I'm not taxi driver. I mean, well, you know, <laughs> uh, this uh, colloquial uh, English. Well, it's so plain, but uh, bit by bit you catch up. The fact that obviously Uncle Ray has been part of the fabric here in, at uh, well, first of all, Rediffusion, and then later Radio Hong Kong to become yeah. RTHK. Um, how do yes. you feel about the fact that he's retiring after seventy years? Oh, it's a dilemma. We surely, surely will miss him, uh, miss his voice, but he needs to go, go on to move on, and also to, I can see is. Not an easy job to be daily uh, broadcast a live show. The, the time taken for preparing things, you know. So he needs a rest. In a way, we we can understand. Have you got a personal so, message for him? Yes, I do. As I said, it's a dilemma to see you doing the last week live broadcast of this uh, all the way with Ray. But we know you have to do things in the future of in other areas, shall I say. So I just want to say a big thank you for the past 50 years for the company. You are actually as a member in the house, sad but happy to see you retiring. So wish you all the best of health and in whatever you do uh, in the future, best of luck. Rosalie Carpio has been a part of Hong Kong's entertainment scene for decades and is married to big band man Tony Carpio. Well, actually, it's through my husband because my husband, actually, as soon as he came to Hong Kong in the late 50s, he already played with Uncle Ray. That was the beginning of my husband's career here in Hong Kong because he was only 16 when he arrived, Tony Carpio. And, and then in the 60s, then they played together because Ray played drum then. And I wasn't in Hong Kong. So they played in the same band. They, they played with singers in those days. And I know, of course, that uh, Tony Carpio, I mean, there's a, you know, he's so the big band name. But um, yes. do you know what the bands were called in the 60s that they were playing in? Well, Tony's band was called the Corsairs, and they made it. They were a very popular group. So that was in the sixties, the early sixties. And where were you at this point? Not in Hong Kong. I didn't come to Hong Kong till the seventies. And where were you and coming so in after, from? Uh, Australia. Oh, well, actually, I'm from Australia, but I was in Manila 
performing and then our show came to Hong Kong and performed in Hong Kong for one month and then I never left. <laughs> that simple. I met my husband two weeks after we arrived and I've been here ever since. So, and that was the 70s. So that's when I got to know Uncle Ray. And uh, so you you knew him very much then outside, would you say, that so he's, he's sort of as a performer as opposed to a, as a DJ? No, no, as a DJ, because he's already at RTHK then, and, and Tony did the Showcase series, and Uncle Ray, I've got some recordings of that, which are fantastic. Oh, wow. Ray gave them, yes, I can give you a couple of tracks of that if you want. That would and be Ray was... Ray was the, uh, of course, the DJ and gave all the great knowledge and things which uh, he had prepared ready for the recordings. That was a fantastic series. They did many weeks. I forget how long they did, but they did week after week featuring different artists and you know, musicians in Hong Kong and with the big band and with the small group, a mixture. It was really, really a fabulous radio show. It's still fantastic to this day, I have to say. And that was done when? I think 1972. Fabulous. And so that that was that would be really, it's a window into that particular year or so of uh, yes. local, local bands at that time. Yeah. And then, and then after that, we also played for Uncle Ray's birthday. That was in the convention centre. That was a big band that was televised on TVB. And then again, then later on, I sang for his birthday when they did it in the Kowloon Cricket Club, the KCC. They had a party there, and I sang with Tony for that. There were different; they had different guests featured that night, and that was terrific. As you say, so your your connection to Uncle Ray is, you know, as you say, is is when you're doing the big band stuff. Would you say? Yes, yes. And uh, of course, I then saw you singing at his ninety fifth. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah, wasn't it? Just I mean, that yeah. was a. That was a real who's who of, yeah, of, highlight, really of Hong Kong entertainers. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, that was just fantastic seeing, oh, I don't know, yeah. Albert Au, all the car, different Carpios. Um, and then... Uh, of course, Chris, Maria Cadero was up at that time and called up many other performers. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Christine, Christine Sampson. Yes, uh, of course, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, there was uh, just a fantastic lot. And uh, what I enjoyed was... Uh, Maria Cadero doing uh, air guitar in the audience. I've got a... Mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, Indeed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you... Um, when when you look back at when you've been performing with Tony and then also Uncle Ray, what would the venues have been then? When I mean, when do you first come to Hong Kong? Those days it was hotels and things. So, you know, the jobs around the hotel. I didn't perform with Ray at that time. They were backing up Chinese singers. Oh yes. So the local, the local singers. Yes. Say so you meet Tony within about two weeks of coming here, which is just yes, astonishing. Yes. So um. Yes. So where was? <laughs> yeah. T- t- just give me a couple of at, minutes of that. <laughs> <laughs> at a birthday party, uh, the uh, one of the girls in our show. It was her birthday, and then of course her boyfriend was a musician, and then he brought along some other musicians and. The rest is history. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. No, it's interesting with Uncle Ray. I mean, I understand. I was having a chat to him yesterday and I said, you know, that a, uh, somebody I'd, I'd met in the morning had said that she'd seen two guys in Hong Kong. And what she actually described without me actually saying anything about Ray was she said, I'd met two, two guys in the street and they had Ray Cadero hats on. 
And yeah. so I was, I was thinking if he does want to go into marketing after he finishes at RTHK, well, there's one, the Ray Cadero hat. But, I mean, that's the way I've always known him is yes. uh, flat cap, glasses and beard. But when you first met Absolutely. him, what did he look like? Oh, he had, oh, he had hair then. <laughs> The other thing was that, you know, when I look at pictures, I mean, which is obviously before your time, but, but it's Tony's time, is that when I look mm. at photographs of Uncle Ray back in, you know, end of the 50s, 60s, of course, that's a time when they're wearing suits. And, and, and yeah, it also yeah. gave me an impression of just how extraordinarily popular he was. I mean, like 1960s was, I mean, I know he is now, He's bit, but that's more mm. that, you know, it's more Uncle Ray, the institution, the familiar voice, yes. the music, the nostalgia, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, part of the fabric of Hong Kong. But when I look at the, the 60s, wow, it's a, sort of there's a bit of a Beatles factor to it in, um, you know, he's, yeah. he's met them three times in 1964. But mm. there was just this astonishing photo that I, I saw that is him on a very plain wooden table with a microphone, just his sort of rather, uh, what would you say, black rimmed glasses, and he's talking into yeah. the microphone. And then there's just loads of people glued to the window watching this happen and there's zero going on there's no flashing lights nothing and, and, you know, and it's him talking yeah. you know the, the, and so i yeah. i just think it so when you meet him is it still that level of popularity oh i mean you hear on the radio people call in from canada from all around the world to request songs yes so he's got a hu huge following that's why it's very disappointing he's retiring <laughs> i'm selfish also i I happily listen to the great songs he plays because, you know, I have listened to all those songs since I was a kid. So, you know, because your parents play, you know, their music and they learnt dancing and the teacher there played all the songs from the musicals and everything. So, you know, I have a huge repertoire because of that background, because my mother was musical, my mother taught music. So that, that influences a, a great deal. So, yeah, so basically, uh, you know, Uncle Ray with the types of music that he's played has, has continued that for you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, you know, he plays music from the 20s up, you know, 100 years of music. And, you know, I heard all those things when I was young. I danced to them. So, you know, and I love hearing them because you don't hear them anymore. And the great singers, you know, it's sad that, you know, the great singers of that era will be lost, I guess. And I hope they never lost. But, yeah. Who's you your favourite? Oh, there's so many. But, I mean, the other night I was listening and he played Steve Lawrence. I mean, he was impeccable. It was just wonderful. He plays Edie Gourmet. He hasn't played Edie Gourmet this week, but, you know, he plays all the greats. Yeah, just something else. There's too many to say. My favourites are Ella Fitzgerald, Peggy Lee, Sarah Vaughan, Carmen McRae, you know, just uh, Jack Jones. Of course, I said Steve Lawrence. Matt Monroe. He plays Matt Monroe a lot. And what a wonderful singer he was. Oh, yes. I was listening to Born Free the other day. And he's, yes, just, he's just perfect, isn't he? Yes, yes. I, I played some of those things for my students to, to try and improve their technique to show that's the way to sing, right? Yeah, really good. And I, I mean, I presume that, you know, I mean, obviously Matt Monroe was here. Uh, as uh, yes. Terence yes. Parsons. Oh, was that his name? I didn't know yeah. that. Part. Yeah. Uh, I'm a very personal friend of Matt Monroe. For the simple reason that he was, he was in the army here in Hong Kong, and uh, I, every song as a producer in Radio Hong Kong, not television yet, Radio Hong Kong gave his forces favorites, you know, gave them a chance to 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 have their own 
competition, you know. And it was held at the um, military barracks, which was then replaced by the Hilton Hotel in the corner of Garden Road. We, it was a, it was a, a military uh, place there. We, we, so, we, so what decade are we talking there with Matt Munro? Uh, six, uh, mid-60s or something like that, you know. And every week, he wins the competition. So came to a point when when nobody wanted to join because he just walked away with a prize. And you do you know what's the prize? A carton of cigarettes. A carton. That's why he died because of smoking cancer. You know, and he won every week. So so we had to put give him an extra fifteen minute show. We called the Matt. Uh, we called Henry the Terry Parsons show. It was his real name, Terry Parsons show. Fifteen minutes. And so, so that the other people can can join the f- the f- uh, fun and and have their own say. You know? Strangers in the night, exchanging glances, wondering in the night, what were the chances? We'd be sharing love Before the night was through Something in your eyes I would have imagined that a lot of these people, and certainly for me too, um, that that Uncle Ray has really introduced all of these artists to the Hong Kong listenership, really. Absolutely. And Cliff Richard, right? Also another major influence, you know, from Ray. Ray always, you know, plays Cliff Richard songs. He's a good friend too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's the other thing is he's met most of these, hasn't he? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Which, I mean, I was trying to work it out. I presume he'd never met Elvis, but I don't know. You know, I think he seems to have met most of the others. Yeah. Well, all the big guys came to Did Elvis come to Hong Kong? I don't think he did. No. He is the only one I missed, actually. I, I, I'm very sorry to, 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 to have, uh, the, missed the opportunity because I interviewed possibly everybody that came, came past uh, Hong Kong. But he, he was never in this part of the world. He, for, he left only two years to, went to Germany to serve in the army and back to the USA. So it never came to this part of the world. So unfortunately, I, I I've never met him. What would you have liked to have asked Elvis? Teach me how to sing your way and make the make the million dollars you make. <laughs> that, that, would, that would be all right. And what would you have said is your favorite Elvis song? Oh, I think uh, you know it's uh, it's uh, Blue Suede Shoes. You know they, when he when he recorded Blue Suede Shoes, he didn't want to record it because his. Uh, his favorite uh, artist was Carl Perkins, who sang that song. And he composed that song and made it a hit. Friends, here he is. Very nice to have Carl on the show. Carl Perkins and the trio stepping out in their blue suede shoes. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready. Now go, cat, go, but don't go. Step on my blue suede shoes. And Elvis, you know, I, 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 I can't do that. So, Carl Perkins asked him, "Say, please go ahead and record it." So, 
So he did. He recorded. And there, there were two number ones. Carl Perkins, uh, Bruce Ray Shoes, and Elvis Presley. Of course, Elvis Presley over, overrode uh, Carl Perkins and became number one. Well, it's a one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready. Now go, cat, go, but don't you step on my blue suede shoe. Well, you can do anything but take me over my blue suede shoe. Because I think <laughs> all the others came to Hong Kong. I mean, Sammy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra, you know, all the big names always came before Sarah Vaughan. They, and some of them only performed in City Hall, you know. So in the smaller venues, those days there was a Princess Theatre on the corner of Nathan Road and Kimberley Road. That's where I think that's where the Beatles played. That was pulled down before I got here, but yeah. Yeah, it's a whole different era, isn't it? Indeed, no. yeah. With Uncle Ray retiring this week, what's your personal message for him? Oh, we should go back to work. (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to miss you too much. Yeah, I mean, all the years, it's going to be a really empty space there without Ray there. Yes, really, we'll miss him, sorely miss, really. I mean, he's paid his dues, so it's fair enough. He wants to retire at 96. I hope I can work that long, my goodness me. But anyway, yeah, no, keep well and just wonderful person he is. Yeah, he's brought so much pleasure with his music and love to everybody all around the world. You know, just extreme well wishes to you and stay safe and live to 100 for sure and more. Hi, Uncle Ray. I'm Gloria. Uh, I'm one of your longest fans, I think. (laughs) Since I'm working here in Hong Kong, I always know your voice. (laughs) I always love hearing you on the radio and show the late night with Uncle Ray. Since 1992, I'm hearing you on the radio and I love all the kind of music that you played and sometimes the the story about some very popular band and I really love that. And by the way, when I was first time here in Hong Kong, I, I have a small radio and I have a cassette tape and during the late night show, I recorded some of your radio program and I think I still have with that. Maybe when I go back to the Philippines, I will try to hear again that cassette tape, change it into a DVD, something like that. <laughs> Your voice is very calming. Even after the whole day working and then hear you at the late night, it's like very soothing. And like it calms your mind. Ever since I like the old stuff, old music. So all his, uh, uh, the, the combination of music is playing every day. It's really nice. It, it suits my taste. Now, I've been asking around if people knew what the one song would be if Uncle Ray was sent to a desert island, and people have been guessing songs by Matt Monroe, Perry Como, Sinatra, but in fact, it's Tony Bennett, the very thought of you. Next week, I'll be carrying on with a bit of Ray Cadero nostalgia as I talk to Derek Curry former footballer who organised a match that resulted in Ray Cadero walking out on a Rod Stewart interview. And there will be more tributes and some of Ray. So join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage. 